On today's episode, a bit about mindset and margin. Social media, marketing pro, and TEDx speaker Teresa Heath-Waring brings us some insight on connecting with customers, and we're completely on board with the sentiment. Plus, the website features that win subscribers over. All of this and more today on Recur Now. From Profit Wells of Boston HQ, it's Thursday, January 9th. I'm Grace Gagnon. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm James Herrick. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, your daily subscription digest. Justin Jackson, the co-founder over at Transistor, a platform for podcast hosting that we just so happen to be big fans of, kicked off 2020 via Twitter in a thoughtful manner. He reminds us that good businesses have margin. Profit margin, yes, but they also have margin for your time, your emotional and physical health, your relationships, your sanity, and your integrity. He knows that low-margin work eventually leads to ruin. And encourages us, if you're employed by a low-margin business, do everything you can to get out because your boss will download their anxiety, lack of health, and mania onto you. They'll make you feel the pressure they feel. And things, they won't get better. As a founder himself, Justin can attest. In his early 20s, he opened a skateboard snowboard shop, and apparently it was low margin everything. Low markup on the products they sold, high complexity with orders, employees, inventory, high risk, high stress, long hours, low pay. One thing you'll notice with low margin businesses, he says, is that you're always adding more, hoping it will increase your margins. So at his skateboard shop, they added a mini ramp, did events, published a magazine, ran contests, and started doing bike repairs the whole nine yards. And he quote, it was throwing good effort after bad. And we know how crucial to an operation is for founders and CEOs and all the like to be in a healthy state of mind. A few times already on Recur Now, we've touched on mental health for entrepreneurs because sometimes the hardest part isn't what you think. It's not always on the surface, but instead dealing with emotional turmoil and burnout. We also have an episode of the ProfitWell Report during which Matt Barnett at Bonjoro asks us about founder sleep. How does the amount of founder sleeps every night affect company growth? We'll show you the data from 400 subscription companies in the context of their founders' sleep habits later in this episode. But if you get anything from this story, we hope it's encouragement to take a step back and consider your margins, your mindset, and of course your mental health. And speaking of mental well-being, plus the Bonjoro crew, who built an app for sending individual personalized videos to welcome and onboard your new users, they tweeted out a nice little reminder on the cruciality of staying sane via what they deem a grisly growth tip. This one stars Teresa Heathwaring, international speaker, training author, and owner of THW Marketing. Take a listen. So I am obviously a massive podcast fan as I have my own podcast. They're a great way to learn with while well, you're doing something else on the move or getting ready in the morning. Now, one of my favourites is the Mind Your Business podcast by James Wedmore. And the reason I love this so much is because he really addresses what it's like to run a business from a mindset point of view. And I always thought to myself, do you know what? I know what I'm doing. I've been in marketing for like 15 years now. I know how to market businesses. But I didn't think about how your mindset can have such a massive impact on your business. You can have the best tools in the business, but if you're not in the right mindset, the hustle may just turn into struggle. There's nothing wrong with pumping the brakes and assessing where you can improve personally. We can talk product positioning and placement all day long, but so much of success is also about people. We have an interview with Lola.com's Mike Volpe about the value of your people, plus an episode of Protect the Hustle all about the operational struggle. As always, both will be linked in your subscriber newsletter. We'll link to this grisly growth tip as well so you can get Teresa's intel in its entirety. And now back to James and Abby on the features that may just win over the subscription world. 
On yesterday's show, we talked about the struggle in music streaming. When every plan looks the same, how do you stand out? Features like free shipping and real-time customer service messaging used to be swanky, but now they are expected. And we know the video streaming world is bogged down by providers. We've talked this week on Recur Now also about how original content is where it's at, but that might not be the only way to win subscribers over. The answer, according to Payments.com, could be in the sign-up process. Payments annually tracks the sign-up process offered by digital subscription service providers in more than 10 verticals to find out which signups have the best chance of converting casual browsers to new subscribers. The January 2020 edition of the Subscription Commerce Conversion Index, a collaboration with Recurly, found that consumers expect to be able to sign on quickly and seamlessly. It took an average of 142.2 seconds to sign up for digital subscription services in Q4 2019. That's down from 148.3 seconds in Q3. But there's more to the sign-up saga than subscription features and speed. Each subsector of the digital subscription market must tailor its process to match the demand of its own unique customer base. But the question is how? To learn more about how subscription providers in different verticals are optimizing their checkout processes in 2020, download the report. We'll link to that in your subscriber newsletter. We'll also link to a resource of our own with data behind pricing discrepancy and why your customers may be leaving your site before checkout. And that's it for your January 9th subscription news. Up next, the data behind the value in founder sleep. Sleep has been one of the most invoked topics for founders and just modern humans in general. We're surrounded by struggle porn that tells us to hustle our faces off, as well as more screens and stimulative calories than our grandparents could dream of in their lifetime. While we've learned more and more about what sleep does to the body, we're forced to wonder how sleep impacts the success of a company. To answer this question, we're going to look at the data from roughly 400 subscription companies in the context of their founders' sleep habits. Here's what we found. From a growth perspective, the results are actually quite interesting. We compared companies with founders who average sleep at the medically recommended amount of 7 to 8 hours with companies who had founders who received less than 7 hours of sleep. Note that the founders of companies who were averaging 4 to 7 hours of sleep did seem to have higher growth rates than their most restful counterparts. But the gains weren't considerable, topping out at 12% higher on a relative basis at the peak. Companies helmed by founders receiving less than 4 hours of sleep per night were essentially dead on with the founders who were getting the fully recommended amount of sleep, and within the interquartile range were actually trying to grow at a lower rate. The story gets a bit more interesting when looking at founder happiness in the context of sleep. We measured a founder NPS, or net promoter score, which was essentially looking at how likely founders were to recommend becoming a founder to others. We found that those individuals getting the most sleep had the highest founder NPS with a score of 70. They were very closely followed by those founders averaging 4 to 7 hours with a score of 65, and those individuals receiving an average amount of sleep over 4 hours per night had a founder NPS that plummeted to 12. So what does this mean? Well, this data is highly qualitative with plenty of lurking variables, so it definitely has its limits. There seems to be an indication that losing some sleep, which you're bound to do as a founder, does have advantages. Of course, if you go too far and get even less sleep, your well-being is going to hit rock bottom and you're not going to gain the growth trade-offs that you think you will be by sacrificing your health. All that being said, you have to keep in mind that building a company is a marathon that appears to be a sprint. You need to move quickly, but you also need to be doing things that are purposely built for the long term. And finally, a teaser for trade-offs, our show with Heaton Shaw talking all about the trade-offs that big companies make in the market. Profit Well and Product Habits present Trade-Offs, 
where SaaS founders Patrick Campbell and Heaton Shah join pricing and product forces to uncover the biggest trade-offs of industry players with data, with knowledge. ProductTradeoffs.com. If you go to ProductTradeoffs.com, all of the resources as well as subscribing to these episodes, you get them in whatever medium you choose. And by the way, share this with your friends. And that's it for your January 9th episode of Recur Now. Let us know what you want to hear about from the subscription space. The big wigs, the small heroes, everything in between. This show is for you, so we want your voice heard. Email me at abby at recurnow.com with input. I am all ears.